Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bro Radio Theatre, broadcasting on 98.1 FM. It's showtime. Welcome to It's Showtime. I'm Ryan Sutton. And I'm Jordana Weekly. We're with you every week with some of the top musical theatre songs, interviews from West End performers, and of course, our musical of the week. Later in the show, Joe speaks to Emily Bull, originally from The Vale, but now in London, uh, with a very successful career in musical theatre. And uh, we started today's show with the overture from The Witches of Eastwick, which starred Ian McShane in the lead role of Daryl Van Horn and Maria Friedman. Lucy Arnaz and Joanna Riding as the Three Witches. The show began its preview period in London's West End on the 24th of June 2000 at the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane. Dana P. Rowe is an American musical theatre composer whose works have been performed internationally with productions in London's West End, which is the Theatre Royal Drury Lane, Prince of Wales and the Donma Warehouse. They've also been performed in Russia, Czech Republic, Japan, Germany, Australia, New York City, Brazil and Slovenia. Much of his work has been written with lyricist John Dempsey. With Dempsey, he wrote the music to, uh, sorry, for Zombie from 1995 and The Fix, which was directed by Sam Mendes in 1997. So, Rowe and Dempsey were nominated for the Olivier Award for The Fix, the musical, and, of course, The Witches of Eastwick. See my little link there? It was very good. Thank you very much. Uh, Both of which were produced in London by Cameron McIntosh. And and from The Fix, this is Lovely is a Two-Way Street. Were you two? 
developed in association with Cameron Mackintosh under the working title Cal, A Musical Tale of Relative Insanity. It premiered at the Donmar Warehouse in London, running from the 29th of April 1997 through to the 14th of June 1997. Very short run there. And it was directed by Sam Mendes and starred John Barrowman, Catherine Evans and Philip Quast. The musical was nominated for Olivier Awards for Best New Musical, Best Actor in a Musical for John Barrowman and Best Lighting Designer for Howard Harrison. Colin Welford conducted the production and Philip Quast won the 1998 Olivier Award for Best Actor in a Musical for his role in The Fix. And now from Philip Quast, from another production, this is Too Many Mornings from the 2018 revival cast of Follies. Waking and pretending I reach for you Thousands of mornings Dreaming of my girl All that time Wasted, merely passing through Time I could have spent So content Wasting time with you Wishing that the room might be filled with you Morning to morning, turning into days All the days that I thought would never end All the nights with another day to spend Against my head. If you don't kiss me, Ben, I think I'm gonna die. How I plan. 
and what I'd wear tonight and when should I get here? How should I find you? Where I'd stand, what I'd say in case you didn't remember how I'd remind you, you remembered and my fears were wrong. Was it ever real? Did I ever love you this much? Did we ever feel so happy then? It was always green. I should have worn green. And I've always loved you I wore much. green the last time. We can always feel the time I was Now it's time for our Musical of the Week. And Joe, what have you got? Well, I mentioned this a few weeks back in the interview about my life. <laughs> um, but we couldn't get to, I didn't get to play a song from it. So I've chosen this week, Dream Girls. So your show is now extended into this show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell us a bit about it then. Okay, well, Dream Girls is a Broadway musical with music by Henry Krieger and lyrics and book by Tom Iron. It's based on the show business aspirations and successes of R&B acts such as the Supremes, the Shirelles, James Brown, Jackie Wilson and many others. <laughs> the musical follows the story of a young female singing trio from Chicago, Illinois called The Dreams who become music superstars. his own special dream and your dream's just about to come true life's not as bad as it may seem if you open your eyes to what's in front of you we're your dream girls boys we'll make you happy 
Now for a little bit of news. Joe, what have we got? So we have some news regarding the new theatre in Cardiff. Yes. Mm. Blood Brothers will be visiting the new theatre from the 17th of September until the 28th of September. So it's with us for two weeks, which is quite exciting. It is. Because, if I'm right, it hasn't been to Cardiff for a couple of years now. I'm sure it's like a new tour again. So It's one of the first shows I ever saw. Was it? It was. Oh, nice. Mrs. Johnson's one of my dream roles. Don't shoot him, Mickey. He's your brother. <laughs> Once I had an husband... You know the sort of chap I met him at a dance And how he came on with the chest Are you dancing? That's the cure of bleeding, cracker He said me eyes were deep blue pools My skin as soft as snow He told me I was sexier Than Marilyn Monroe And we went dancing We went dancing Six weeks overdue We got married at the registry And then we had a do We all had curly salmon sandwiches And all the ale did flow The bride they said was lovelier Than Marilyn On a phone that I was in the club again. I'm not it, rabbits. And though I still fancied dancing, my husband wouldn't go. With the wife he said was twice the size of Marilyn Monroe. No more dancing. No more dancing. the time that I was 25, I looked like 42, with seven hungry moms to feed, and one more nearly due. My husband, he walked out on me a month or two ago, for a girl they say who looks a bit like Marilyn Monroe And they go dancing They go dancing Yes, they go dancing They go dancing Some more news now and the Prince of Egypt had an official launch in the West End with audiences able to have a first listen to new numbers from the show as well as classics featured in the animation film. The show opens at the Dominion Theatre next February. Yeah, and guess what, right? What? So my friend Lucy, my BFF, who works at the Dominion Theatre, attended the launch and sent me a sneak peek of some of the videos of the actual launch. Stephen Schwartz was there. Oh, wow. I mean, how amazing was that? And it sounded stunning. Absolutely beautiful. What song are we going to play from it? So we haven't actually got a musical 
recording of it yet. Okay. Uh, so I have gone to the DreamWorks animation soundtrack, and we have All I Ever Wanted from Prince of Egypt soundtrack. of alabaster stone all I ever wanted this is my home with my father mother brother oh so noble oh so strong now I am home here among my trappings and belongings I belong and if anybody doubts it they couldn't be more of Egypt, a son of the proud history that's shown, etched on every wall. Surely this is all I ever wanted, all I ever wanted, all I ever Bull, who is a West End performer and from the Vale of Glamorgan. Panata to be exact, is that right, Emily? That is correct. Hello, hello, how are you? Are you okay? I'm very good. Yeah, really good, thank you. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really, really appreciate it. Um, So, let's get to business. Can you tell us how you got into musical theatre? Well, um, I started dancing, actually, when I was three years old. I started ballet and did a bit of tap and modern and stuff. Um, And that was with a lovely school called Pat Bathu Davis School of Theatre Arts, and that was in Panath. And then I sort of discovered my voice, um, probably around age 11, uh, my singing voice, and then then carried on sort of singing then when I was about 14 years old with the lovely Rhiannon Williams uh, in Barry. And then got into some amateur dramatics uh, with a lovely company called Billboard in Barry. Yep, yep. Um, what was your first show? 
it was the little mermaid hey, i do remember that hey. yes. yeah it was fab <laughs> so that's kind of um you know in a nutshell how i got into it and during yeah. your time in billboard ensemble what roles did you yeah. play uh, i played like princesses in you know the pantomime so uh, princess aurora i remember playing in fact, you played opposite me, didn't you, Jordana? I, did. I was your Prince Charming. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Prince Philip. <laughs> oh. Those were the days. Those were the days. Um, yeah, I remember playing um, Jacqueline Carstone in Me and My Girls. See, well. that's, that's the role played. I remember you in, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love that I mean, that I remember one. you in all the roles, don't get me wrong, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of my faves. So from there, um, yeah. you left. Obviously, you you left Barry and you moved to London. And, I um, did. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about where you trained and and what you did up there? Yeah. So it was funny because I was going to move away when I was sixteen. I was like ready to go. I was going to go to dance school. It was all about dance at that time. Still. Um, and then I just had like a real change of heart, like weeks before I was about to start my course, and then ended up sort of doing my A levels instead. Uh, locally and then auditioned for several drama schools you know all the big ones and the one that sort of had my heart sounds cheesy as it sounds um was arts ed in Chiswick and um yeah it just kind of felt like home and so I moved there then in 2002 God, that's a long time ago I know I'm old um (laughs) and did like a you know a three-year musical theater degree Amazing. And during those years that you were there, what what performances yeah. did you do? What shows were you, were you in? Oh, we did we did some random shows in our third year, but um, they were actually quite cool. We did we did um, the mystery of Edwin Drood. I played Rosa Bud in that one, which was like the lead part, nice. and that was like I think my favourite one. We also did chess, um, and I played Svetlana in that. Give you a bit of Russian. Um, <laughs> And we also did putting it together. Yep. Um, nice bit of fun time. Yeah. Nice. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Random, but pretty nice. Good. <laughs> and if you were, so when you were in Arts Ed, obviously yeah. everyone has this sort of rep that they work on. Um, at the time, I don't know if you, if you, I don't know if you still use it, but was there a particular song <laughs> that you that you sang or that you were working on? And you really enjoyed singing. God, yeah, many. And actually. I still use a lot of them to this day. In fact, um, you know, we weren't meant to sort of photocopy the stuff, you know, the music from the music books, but we obviously did so that you oh, could then use it for audition. Well, why not? You need it. And then you, <laughs> and then you sellotape them together, and actually, all that sellotape is now turned brown and it's like peeling off. So that's how old they are. <laughs> but um, I would say I always remember, like in my first year, and I think it was one of the very first songs that I looked at, and it's um, Mr. Snow from Carousel. Lush, yeah. That one, yeah, that's um, that's a cute one. Um, I'm trying to think what else I use. Yeah. <laughs> I actually use, I, um, I just remembered, um, I actually used a song very recently um, that I learnt in first year as well, and it's actually from HMS Pinafore. Oh. Um, so it's a bit of a sort of light opera kind of one. Yeah. Um, it's like a vintage so one as well. Very in a way. useful. Yeah, and it's weird because you retain a lot of stuff when you're in that bubble. Yeah. And I still remember, like, I never have to look at the lyrics of those songs because they're just in there. Whereas songs that I learn now, they don't stay in. 
because my brain is old now. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Mad. strange that so you know, you know, don't ask me what I have for tea or what I've done in work like last week. But <laughs> ask me a lyric from nineteen nineties or a Spice Girls number. Exactly. And I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Obviously, totally. So you performed. You had your. You did your three years in arts ed, and I then did. you were you were literally back out into the real world. So mm. can you tell us a bit about that? You know what what you what you did when you graduated from arts ed. Well, it was a funny one because everyone's like, oh, you know, who's going to get a job first? And it was always the people you didn't expect to get a job first. And then you're not going to get a job and and all that. But um, I actually auditioned for um, the Railway Children, which is not the production that people know from like the King's Cross Theatre. It's actually a musical. Uh, but yeah, the railway children. That was like the first job I did, and I played um, Bobby in that, who was a child, um, and I loved it. It was amazing. Nothing to fear, nothing to fear, my friend. Sleep in my arms, sleep in my arms. I'm with you. I can calm the nightmare. Tend your Here in the dark, here in the dark with you. I can be strong if I can hold you close. Nothing to fear, nothing to fear, my friend. I sent Peter and Phyllis for some medicine. Your mother's gone to the station to meet a relative of Jim's. His leg is fractured. I have set it, but it'll take a while to mend. But so long as you give him the medicine, it shouldn't be too bad. I have to go and see Miss Gert, so I'm leaving you in charge. Give him two teaspoonsful of the medicine. I'll come back later. Thank you, Doctor. You were a good nurse last time. And then I was lucky enough then to land my first West End job, and that was in Les Mis. And in, in yeah. Les Mis, what role? I understudied Cosette at the time for Beautiful. two years. Yeah, and then I went, I finished Les Mis and I went into Greece where I played Frenchie. And I also understudied Sandy, so I got to sort of do a bit of the other one that I want, you know, dress up in the blacks. Everyone, uh, everyone loves that outfit, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but then... I ended up then going back into Les Mis. 
um, to did. play Cosette. Amazing. So I covered it for two years and then I went back and did it in my own right. So you that did. was fun. You did. But if I'm right yeah. in thinking, I don't know if we're allowed to discuss this, so I do apologise, but mm. I'm right in thinking you originally auditioned for the tour. So, yeah, basically what happened was, like you say, I was auditioning, I auditioned for the tour um, because they were putting out a brand new tour that year. Uh, they'd already cast the West End company that had already been, you know, they were already playing for like three months or something. And um, I actually auditioned with Gareth Gates because he was going to be playing Marius on tour. Mm-hmm. And then I think they just sort of discovered that I maybe wasn't right with Gareth and that actually the girl in, who was playing it in town, Katie Hall, would probably be better. I don't know whether it was something to do with her height or, or what. Um, and then I was then paired with Alistair Brammer in London. So it suited me fine because it meant that I didn't have to leave behind my lovely home in London. done a bit of touring of late, but um, yeah. So after so after Les Mis and Cosette, mm-hmm. what was your next uh, role? Well, I had a little bit of time off after that. Um, not because I wanted it. Just That's just kind of how the cookie crumbled um, at the time. Yeah. Um, I went from being blonde, being a redhead. I don't know if that made a difference or whether it was literally just like the luck of the draw at the time. Um, bit of time off, but then finally got back in with um, Sweeney Todd at Chichester Festival Theatre, which was wonderful. And that was with Michael Ball and, and Imelda Staunton. It was indeed, yeah. and it was a fantastic production. And then we were lucky enough then to take it into the West End again for a limited run of six months. Amazing. It was a great, great production. Great production. Yeah, are you, are you a fan of Sondheim? <clears throat> oh, massive fan of Sondheim. He's my favourite. Often with musical theatre, we expect things to be very musical in terms of sort of like a nice melody, whereas sometimes can often be a bit quirkier. Um, but that's what I like about him because it's it's musical in a in a different way, in a in a more intelligent way. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he uses great actors to play the parts in his shows. Yeah. Um, it's that performance that everyone remembers on uh, hey mr producer that video that we all had as children oh, um vhs yes i got a vhs <laughs> <laughs> <my mom's> porch. Um, <laughs> exactly um and dame judy dench sings sending the clowns and is just amazing she's you know she just sits on a chair with everyone yeah she sits on a chair and she doesn't sing as such she acts it. Yes. And that to me is musical theatre. Isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Me here at last on the ground. Isn't it bliss 
don't you approve? One who keeps tearing around, one who can't move. Where are the clowns? Send in the clowns. Just when I'd stopped opening doors, finally knowing the one that I wanted was yours, making my entrance again with my usual flair, sure of my life. No one is there. Don't you love fast? My fault, I fear. I thought that you'd want what I want. Where are the clowns? Quick, send in the clowns. Don't bother. They're here. Desiree, I should never have come. I'm sorry. To flirt with rescue when one has no intention of being saved. Please try to forgive me. Isn't it rich? Isn't it queer? Losing my time in this late. And then from Sweeney Todd, what was your next step? Yeah, um, Cabaret. I did a little three-month tour. Bill Ken um, writes Cabaret. Bill Ken. Yeah, as one of the Kit Kat girls, Fritzy. And then I was very lucky to understudy Sally Bowles as well. Not a part that I ever sort of thought I would ever play, but when it, you know, when the opportunity became available, I was like, yes absolutely want to do that yeah I, um, she's an interesting character she certainly is yeah. and very different from you know your cosette and your joanna yes you know definitely some of the some of her lines and the monologue she did at the end you know it just yeah yeah love it oh 
Did you enjoy it? As well, so I loved it. I had a great time with that. And you know what? In that three months that I did it, such a short run, you think, oh, I'm never going to get on. I actually got on 11 times. So oh, I'm pretty damn lucky. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so I sort of can tick that box now as well. I think after that, I was then in, there was me, I think it was at the ENO with um, Sweeney Todd again. This oh. time with Bryn Tadville and. Emma Thompson, rubbing shoulders with the stars again. As you do, yes. as you do. <laughs> yeah, so I did Sweeney Todd again. That was pretty fun. And then after that, did um, Sunset Boulevard at the ENO with Glenn Close. Oh. Another legend. How yeah, that was, was great. That? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, that was fab. And sort of within that time as well, I can't remember, you know, time frame. Um, I, I did a couple of sort of little fringe jobs. Um, one of them was called The Station Master, which I did at the Tristan Bates Theatre. Um, that was fun. And then I also did Allegro, which is a sort of very unknown uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. Yeah, and then I remember being sat outside, eating, I think, my lunch at the time, and having a call from my agent to say that I'd then got Mary Poppins uh, on tour. Um, and that was a, a little international tour because they'd already been on tour for a year, um, UK and Ireland, and then they were just sort of putting a little tag on the end to go to Zurich and then Dubai. So I was wow. pretty lucky. Nice. To, you know, not only be doing a really cool job, but um, also to be going to two places that, I mean, I never thought to ever go. No, doing something <laughs> Zurich and Switzerland. And that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So that was pretty fab. Yeah, quite an experience. Dubai was it? Was it? What was the theatres like out in Dubai? Because I imagine they're very grand. <sighs> yeah, it was, and it's, it's a strange one because they sort of they're not used to that culture over there. But they they really dress up, you know. They really go for it over there, which we sort of don't really do anymore. Amazing. So you came back from Mary Poppins. I did, and then you were lucky enough to get to get cast in another show. Yes, and that was Matilda. Which you've literally just finished, haven't you, Nina? I have, yeah, three weeks ago, mad. (sighs) Wow. Um, Had an absolute ball. Uh, 18 months is a long time to be on the road, and it's the longest tour I've ever done. But it's an experience, and with such a wonderful show as well, and I was super lucky to understudy both Miss Honey and Mrs Wormwood. And got to play them both as well. Like, quite a good, you know, chunk of time. Oh, fantastic. So I feel very, very lucky. And what's next, you know? What will be after that, I wonder? Do you know what? Who knows? I have the joy no of it, doubt it? you will be cast in the, over the, in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. Let's hope, because auditions are... Are coming through thick and fast. So I know you've been in you've been in quite a few musicals, um, and you've obviously played several roles. But is there a musical like if have you got a favourite musical or is there a dream musical oh. dream role that you you would like to be in? Ooh. Well, that's changed a lot over the years. I think sort of changes with the time. But I think the one that I sort of hold very dear, and I'm lucky to have sort of been in it, um, is Sweeney Todd, actually. Um, obviously a Sondheim show, and I'm obsessed with Sondheim. <laughs> um, 
and I just I just love the score. I just think it's fantastic. But I think as well something that you know, a show that I've sort of loved to listen to ever since I was a kid um, is Jesus Christ Superstar. Really? Okay. And that, yeah, and that's one I've never done. I just love that music, that that rock music, and just to hear those men just belting all that out and just. Wow. And do you, would you say you would have a dream role then? Because you've got Sweeney Todd as oh. one of your fate and Jesus Christ Superstar. Is there a dream role that, you know, it doesn't have to be your favourite well, musical, but if there's a dream role. Again, you... that's changed over the years. I think one role that I always wanted to tick off was Cosette. So yeah. done that, done, tick. Um, and sort of following on from that, I always wanted to play Christine and Phantom. Yeah. I auditioned for it several times and just. You got to the final several out. times. They're lost. Yeah. They're, they're lost. lost. Exactly. Um, and I think I've just got to that age now, sadly, where that is, you know, no longer something that is within my grasp. But that's fine. You know, you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a strange dream role, um, but it's come about recently. Uh, did you see the production of Company recently? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I know quite a bit, a bit about it, obviously, because yeah. Ros- Rosalie Cray, Rosalie... Yeah, Rosalie Craig. Craig. Yeah. She played the part of Bobby, who is normally played by a guy. So they had all the roles reversed. Um, and ever since watching that, I was like, I want to do that. I can see you so, as Bobby, actually. Yeah. Definitely. If, you know, if they want to they wanna do that again, then hi, you know. Amazing. No, no, totally. I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled to play that part. I wouldn't be surprised so, they uh, do it again. I wouldn't be surprised knows. if they change a lot of, um, like, well, genders Well, there you go. Now. It might be a trend. If there were, so if there were any listeners out there listening to this interview um, who are looking yeah. to pursue a career in musical theatre, what advice would you give them? I would say stick at it. Really dig in because it's tough. You know, there's a lot of us um, all competing for the same stuff. And you have to have a thick skin. Um, if you're really cut out for it, you will. You'll be patient, and you'll succeed. Um, so you have to really, really love what you're doing, and um, and really have have goals in mind as well. Set yourself goals, and and you know watch yourself sort of tick those off because I think that's really important. Thank you so, so much for joining us this evening. It's been an absolute Absolute pleasure. Someone to hold you too close. Someone to hurt you too deep. Someone to sit in your chair to ruin your sleep. That's true, but there's more than that. Is that all you think there is to it? You've got so many reasons for not being with someone, but Bobby, you haven't got one good reason for being alone. Come on, you're onto something, Bobby. You're onto something. Someone to need you too much. Someone to know you too well. Someone to pull you up short, to put you through hell. You see what you look for, you know? You're not a kid anymore, Bobby. I don't think you'll ever be a kid again, kiddo. Hey, buddy, don't be afraid that it won't be perfect. The only thing to be afraid of, really, is that it won't be. Don't stop now. Keep going. Someone you have to let in. Someone whose feelings you spare. Someone who, like it or not, 
will want you to share a little, a lot. And what does all that mean? Bobby, how do you know so much about it when you've never been there? It's much better living it than looking at it, Bobby. Add him up, Bobby. Add him up. Someone to crowd you with love. Someone to force you to care. Someone to make you come through. Who'll always be there as frightened as you of being alive. Being alive. Being alive. Being alive. Blow out your candles, Bobby. Make a wish. Want something. Want something. Somebody hold me too close. Somebody hurt me too deep. Somebody sit in my chair and ruin my sleep and make me aware of being alone. Somebody know me too well Somebody pull me up short And put me through hell And give me support For being alive Make me alive Make me alive Make me
Welcome back to It's Showtime with Ryan and Jodana. That was The Old Red Hills of Home from Parade, which was written by Jason Robert Brown. Now, we've introduced you to Stephen Schwartz, Andrew Lipper, along with Flaherty and Ahern, who are all composers. So this week, we think it's JRB's week. A.K.A. Jason Robert Brown. Yeah. Parade is a musical with a book by Alpha Jury and music and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown. The musical premiered on Broadway in December 98 and won Tony Awards for Best Book and Best Original Score. Uh, They had a total of nine nominations. They also won uh, six Drama Desk Awards. They did, they did. And up next we have 13. Now, 13 is an original musical with music and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown, obviously, and a book by Dan Ellish and Robert Horn. Following a move from New York City to small-town Indiana, young Evan Goldman grapples with his parents' divorce, prepares for his impending bar mitzvah, and navigates the complicated social circles of a new school. And 13 is the only Broadway musical ever with a cast and band entirely made of teenagers. It originally began previews on September the 16th, 2008, and officially opened on October the 5th, 2008, at the Bernard and Jacobs Theatre. And the 2008 production is is notable, actually, for being the professional debuts of Ariana Grande, yes, Yes. and Elizabeth Gillies, who would later on go on to star together in the Nickelodeon television series of Victorious. So, mate, I actually knew that. Hey! I did know that. Nice, I like it. Yes, because I watched the... um, there's a video on YouTube of them recording the cast recording. Ah. Yeah. And I've seen that. Yes. The Broadway production, however, closed on the 4th of January 2009 after 105 performances. Bit of a shame, isn't it? It is. And from 13, the musical, this is What It Means to Be a Friend. Not a cheap little phony creep Or a jerk trying to make a deal A friend is a person who most of all Cares about what you feel And nothing is harder Than learning a friend isn't real A friend sends notes back and forth all day And doesn't care that you can't spell A friend knows you've got a crush on your teacher But a friend would never tell Friends outside waiting The minute you both hear the bell And if your heart is always breaking Cause the world is just not fair When you're at your worst Your friend's the first one there Giving you something to
Next up is Songs from a New World, uh, which is a work of musical theatre written and composed by Jason Robert Brown. This was Jason Robert Brown's first produced show, originally produced off-Broadway at the WPA Theatre in 1995. And the show lies between musical and song cycle, but it is neither. So it's kind of like an abstract musical, a series of songs all connected by a theme, which is the moment of decision. This is deep. Deep, man, deep. Deep. Uh, The show has four performers who do not literally play the same characters throughout the show, uh, but who do have consistently developing character arcs nonetheless. Um, Composer Brown has said it's about one moment, it's about hitting the wall and having to make a choice, or take a stand, or turn around and go back. It's quite interesting, actually, because I didn't know this is a. I didn't know the background of this show. Obviously, I knew the songs from it, but I do now. I, I think I'm going to listen to it again, even though I'm not a JRB fan. Sorry, and all that. Um, but I will. I would like to listen to it again because he did a new album with Shoshana Bean. Just going to put that out. Um, and because of its small cast and orchestra, um, songs for a new world has become quite a favourite with all the colleges and local theatres. Even though it's quite demanding, so. Um, there is an album out at the moment and they I think they recorded it last year it's got Shoshana Bean it's got quite a few West End perfor- uh, sorry Broadway performers yeah and it, it is quite a sing oh right so I think now I know that I'll listen to it again well shall we play something from that we should yeah so uh, this is I'd Give It All For You After you left me, I found a couple acres near Saverna Park. I had a house while you were gone. A house with silver shutters and a driveway laid in marble and thousands of rooms to fill and miles of space to fly. And I tried to believe it. It was better without you I was safer alone No, I'd give it all for you I'd give it all for you By my side once more I'd give it all for you I'd give it all to hold you again To feel I'm completed To know there and then 
that I needed was you to fight the fear and now you're here I took a trip while I was gone I cashed in all my savings and bought an Eldorado drove I took a trip while I was gone I drove across the country and stopped at lots of diners And stared at a million stars And thought I could touch the sky And I tried to believe it It was better without
Next up is The Last Five Years, again a musical written by Jason Robert Brown. It premiered at Chicago's Northlight Theatre in 2001 and was then produced off-Broadway in March 2002. The story explores a five-year relationship between Jamie Wellerstein, a rising novelist, and Kathy Hyatt, a struggling actress. The show uses a form of storytelling in which Kathy's story is told in reverse chronological order beginning the show at the end of the marriage. And Jamie's is told in chronological order, starting just after the couple have first met. The characters do not directly interact, except for a wedding song in the middle as their timelines intersect. Isn't that interesting? Certainly mind-boggling. I've actually been to see this. I saw a performance with Lauren Samuels. All right. Um... And yeah, it is, I didn't know anything about it. All I know is that people kept singing the same song throughout the whole year I was in LSMT. Like, literally, you know, I'm still hurting, uh, which is what I've chosen <laughs> for people to listen to. Mm. Great. Um, but, yeah, I went to watch it and it was interesting. Very interesting. It's not, it's quite dark. And there's I've only two people on the stage. Never so, heard of it. Um, yeah, but this number that we're playing now... Um, has been oversang so many times that I do not wish to hear it sang again. Tough. Here we go. I know. Mm-mm. Jamie is over and Jamie is gone. Jamie's decided it's time to move on. Jamie has new dreams he's building upon And I'm still hurting Jamie arrived at the end of the line Jamie's convinced that the problems are It's simple, 
Jason Robert Brown, thoughts? Yeah, mix. I think. Yeah, this you know he has got some good songs. Yeah, don't get me wrong, um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Yeah. 
I Love You, I Do, sang by Jennifer Hudson from the Dreamgirls film. The musical opened on the 20th of December 1981 at the Imperial Theatre on Broadway. The musical was then nominated for 13 Tony Awards, including the award for Best Musical, and it won six. Nice. Um, In February 2016, it was confirmed that Dreamgirls would have its London premiere which is quite exciting. It's taken a while. It's a long time. Yeah, at the Savoy Theatre with Amber Riley taking on the role of Effie White. Amber Riley we mentioned last week. With, we did. From Glee, yeah. Beginning November the 20th, 2017, Moya Angela, who played the role of Effie in the 2009 US tour, Marisha Wallace and Karen Mav all shared the role of Effie. Yeah, and in, Ju- in June 2018, uh, it was announced that the production would close on January the 12th, 2019, and a UK tour of the show would begin later that year, so later this year, basically. Um, haven't really seen anything, so I'm not sure if that's actually, pla- if that's going ahead, um, because casting dates and venues are still to be announced. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, though. I really, really do hope it does. And I am telling you You're the best man I'll ever know There's no way I could
Back in 2006, they adapted the show into a motion picture from DreamWorks and Paramount Pictures. The film starred Jamie Foxx, Beyonce, Eddie Murphy, Jennifer Hudson, Danny Glover, Anika Nonny Rose and Keith Robinson. While much of the material remains the same as that of the stage musical, some of the stage musical songs, most notably Ain't No Party, were removed and four new songs were added, which the opening number I Love You, I Do, I don't think that's in the musical, that's only in the film. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's a nice song as well. Um, A number of changes were made to the story as well, including the additions of more overt references to the Supremes and Motown and the relocation of the story's main setting from Chicago to Detroit. The film won two Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actress for Jennifer Hudson and Best Sound Mixing. Yeah, she went over Beyonce. Whoa, I know. But Jennifer Hudson did deserve it. She deserves that, definitely. And I think the only other song that we can play from Dreamgirls, which is one of my favourite again, is One Night Only, The Disco Mix.
It's that time of the show where we get to play the best from the worst. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Top of the Flops. And this week, um, Joe, what have you got? I can't do the accent very well, so Ryan, you go for it. Brigadoon. That's it. I got Brigadoon. Um, so it is, um, yeah, it's an original Broadway production directed by Robert Lewis and choreographed by Agnes de Millet. And it opened on March the 13th in 1947 at the Zegfeld Theatre. Can't we two go
Now it's time for our... Showstopper Sunday! I'm excited about this one. Yeah? Oh, yeah. So, obviously, I had cheese, bad cheese, a couple of weeks ago with <laughs> Little Mermaid ad, even smellier cheese, <laughs> last week with Glee. So, I've gone for good cheese. Would you say this is a good cheese? I like this. Amazing. So, I have chosen the Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I would like, if I may, to hear Australia. It's a sound. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely.
My name's Brad Major. Your phone we might use? Great! Scott! Say, what do you guys know how to Madison? For God's sake, keep a grip on yourself, Janet. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Ah, Rocker! I knew he was in with a bad crowd. Damn it! I knew I should have gotten that spare tire fixed. What diabolical plan had seized Thanks. Great. The intruder is entering the building, the building. Master, master. From the Rocky Horror Picture Show, that was Time Warp. And talking of the time... It's time to go. Yes, it is time. That's a shame. Huge, huge thanks to Emily Bull for talking with Joe earlier yes, on. Yes, yes. Thank you very, very much, Emily. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, here on Bro Radio. 98.1 FM. Please don't sing the thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good evening. We'll see you next week. At me, I'm where I started. Look at me, it's like I've just begun. Look at me, I'm back at chapter one. Yet there's a change that I can see. Look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, afraid but not alone, scared to move, yet standing on my own. Inside the light begins to shine, make him
Janie, were you just thinking about Daryl? No, I wasn't. Suki. Huh? Abs. I, I, I pr nope. Alex. No, I. Well, look. There's no harm in dreaming. <laughs> <laughs>